now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Welcome back. Another week, and it hasn't been said in a while, but Connor did draft Will Fuller. <laughs> you will be out now three to four weeks. Um, and I just wanted to start out the show with that. Thought it would be nice just to remind him. Still um, looking for his first win. Yeah. Drafted, him in the, drafted him in the fifth round. Fifth round. Will Fuller's still looking for his first start, too. It might not happen this year, honestly. He had, one, he had one nice catch before getting hurt. That might have been his season highlight reel. It's going to be a quick one on the old YouTube this coming off season. Um, <laughs> so, week, what are we on to? Week six in the NFL, week no. five in he the NFL. Him. Week, week six, six in college, in college yeah. football, week five in the NFL. It's going too fast. I thought about this earlier. It's really pissing me off. But we decided to bring back resident football analyst David Cardillo for another week. He was good with the picks for the most part last week. <laughs> so Not really. We're going to we, bring we back his his contract. contract. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. He's on thin ice, but he's back. A uh, big week to recap in college football. I think we're at the point where no one wants to talk about the NFL, but we're going to fight through it. We're going to battle. We're going to give our picks. Um, but we're going to spend most of the time with college football because I think it makes most of us more happy than the NFL. Uh, the, NFL the NFL makes me want to puke so far. I've had, I've had, I've truthfully had no fun. I, every day, every Sunday, I wake up thinking it's going to be fun, and it's not. It's not been fun yet, at all. I got on here this evening and watched the first drive and just watched the Justin Herbert lead the Chargers down the field for a touchdown. And I wanted to throw up. Now, okay, I have the Chargers, so I'm happy about that. But Chad, every every game it looks bad that we didn't take Herbert. <laughs> it's just worse. <laughs> really bad. But oh, in, in the in the Dolphins' offense, or defense, I don't think anyone was like banging the door for Herbert over to a, in the pre-draft. Pro- you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. God damn it, he's good though. I'm all in on Kenny Pickett 2022. Anyhow, let's... Kenny Pickett. Who the fuck is that? Wait, he's, the <laughs> he's the Pittsburgh quarterback. Guys oh, played, dude, get I don't the... think they played a real team yet. Guy's already older than Tua. I want him. Um, okay, so reviewing week five in college football. Um, Top 10 teams went down all over the place. I think the top two really separated themselves. Um, Arkansas and Ole Miss. Was it more that Alabama and Georgia are just way better than you thought, or are Ole Miss and Arkansas just fraudulent? I think that the lights were too bright. I think that Ole Miss and Arkansas are still still top 15 teams, but uh, Bama and Georgia are just so much. They're so big and fast. It's stupid. Like so much, they're so clearly just so much more talented. I, I saw Georgia one run play ran out seven O linemen that were all three hundred pounds. Oh, I mean, God, like, you're not stopping. That. What are you gonna do, dude? In the in the Georgia Arkansas game, it was like, I think I texted Chad two minutes into the game was like, dude, this yeah. is gonna be a bloodbath. Like it was obvious right off the yeah. bat that Georgia was just gonna roll them. Um, yeah, that was that was Honestly, disappointing. I think that um. Ole Miss not scoring on that opening drive. They they took it all the way down the field. If they would have scored, it would have been a different game. I truly, yeah. truly believe that. So I think Ole Miss is better than Arkansas for that reason. But, I mean, Bama and Georgia are 
clearly the two best teams. I think they're, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how they don't. End I, up I don't think there's a team in the country that they're not favored by 10 points over, except for each other. Yeah, it's probably true. Eh, yeah. Maybe Ohio State might be able to be the only one that might be within 10 points, I would guess. I think with Georgia, maybe. I don't know about Alabama. Uh, I mean, Alabama's scoring on Ohio State every single possession. Realistically, pretty much. They're showing improvements, but you're not. I mean, it would probably be a repeat of the national t- title last year, I think. Um, the the scary thing with Georgia is they, they had their backup quarterback who got benched after three starts last year, and he's shouldn't be good. And I don't know if that's more of the rest of the team is just that good or JT Daniels is they, not as, as people think. The, when they are running the ball as effectively as they have and will and continue to do, I don't think that it matters who plays quarterback. He he threw like 11 passes too. Like I don't think he even yeah. had 100 yards. They didn't. They are, like I honestly think that Chad, you could have been the quarterback of Georgia on Saturday and they still would have won. Yeah, it, they, it didn't end up mattering at all. They didn't ask him to do anything. They ran the ball like almost 60 times. They had they had three backs over 100 yards, I think, in the third quarter. Yeah. Bennett, Bennett threw 11 passes for 72 yards. He'd say. 72 pass yards, dude. They had 273 on the ground. Chad, you could have won that game on Saturday. I could have. I'm 1-0 and on the year. <laughs> team. I have a ranked win. Um, outside of that, uh, with, or Michigan takes care of business against Wisconsin. Kentucky, you guys got mad at me for wanting to talk about this game last you, week. We did. Hey. Thanks. Hey, hey, hand up, hand up. I ended up betting Kentucky money line. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I I took a step back. I said, let let me look at the numbers. Let me think about this. Kentucky, good play. I I, kind of was interested in it, but I had a couple too many sodas. I didn't get that one in. (laughs) So we, I think we all had one hellacious pick on the week. Well, at least I know John and Dave were on Arkansas. I, I was too. Um, so we all, like, it was a bad start to the week for me. Watching what Maryland did on Friday night, I, I wanted to cancel all my bets for Saturday. Um, they're not. It was a bad week. It was a week you look at, you completely, I went 0-6 between NFL and NCAA. I did the, I did the 0-6. I came into the week with the best record. I don't know where it's at now. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what you guys did, but uh, I still am a game over 500 in college. But uh, it was a bad week. It was really bad. Yeah. The only other one I'm trying to think. Who? Oh, and then um, Oregon lost to Stanford. That was disgusting. That made me want to throw up. Um, so I, I think the top four is pretty pretty set with um, in terms of you know Alabama, Georgia, Iowa, Penn State make up the top four. Um, you know, see, you got to put in there. Pretty impressive win. Uh, Well, that's what I'm saying. Five and six. I would personally, based on what they've done this year, put Cincinnati over Oklahoma. I don't know if you guys agree with that. I would agree. They are. They're they're fifth. Oklahoma's sixth. And then seven through 11 gets interesting. I was surprised seeing the AP poll this week that Ohio State was ahead of Oregon. With Oregon having the head-to-head win, I thought Oregon would still be ranked over them. Uh, So that was a bit surprising. Uh, you have Michigan in the top 10, and then who is ranked 10th? BYU. 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 Okay. Michigan stayed all the way up to 11. They're going to get destroyed by someone soon. I just <laughs> have that feeling. They're going to get absolutely trounced. 
Well, I think with Ohio State, the they just they're looking for reasons not to include the Pac-12. I mean, and Ohio State's also got pedigree. Like that doesn't really surprise me. I think if they played five, I think if they played four more games, Ohio State would win all four of them. Honestly. Yeah, it was kind of a perfect storm, and Ohio State was early in the season. Yeah. I think I can I can pretty confidently say that Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State are going to get into the playoff, regardless of, of – I don't think – it doesn't matter who Georgia or Bama wins the SEC. That's going to be a meaningless SEC championship. Yeah. And Ohio I think State – the the issue with Ohio State is they're they're they they can not get in with two losses though. I don't think anyone has done that yet. And I mean they still gotta play Michigan, they still gotta play Penn State. Michigan and State, Michigan and then State. probably Iowa. Yeah, I mean either Iowa or who I don't even know who else could come out of the big time west right now. It's a mess. Yeah, Nebraska you know I think is like running second there. It, it this season's turned into a perfect situation for the first non power five team to make a playoff though. Cincinnati's gotta do it. They got to take advantage of this. If they stay undefeated and they don't get in, that's actually they have got highway to, robbery. If they stay undefeated, I, I think they've got to get in. They've got but to get in. The, the problem with Cincy is though that win over Indiana does not look as good. Like Indiana might might not make a bowl game now. So like at the time, okay, that looks like a pretty good win. Now Cincinnati or Indiana's two and three. That's going to be a battle for them to get to a bowl game. They got a tough schedule. Um, yeah. I, and, like, yeah, the, the Notre Dame, the Notre Dame game should stand up like that'll that'll probably look good throughout the year. But I mean, they're going to play mean, they're going to play that weak ass conference. The best team they play remaining is probably UCF, who just lost to someone. Houston. Yeah, they just lost to someone not great this weekend. UCF did. Um, I think Memphis lost- isn't anything special. This so year I, either. I That's think that uh, I think that it might come down to the just the competitions. Not as good, honestly. I think that it could be uh, competing with like a two loss team their resume against a, a perfect Cincinnati probably have a one loss conference winner as the three. I, I think bottom line is this, if Oklahoma runs the table, they're going to jump Indiana and it's going to be a one loss at worst big 10 champion, which jumps Indiana. So uh, Indiana, you, said Indiana? Indiana. you said Indiana, you said Indiana two times. You said Indiana twice, Chad. I know, I know. I know. Well, I think the problem with the big 10 is it's no guarantee there's going to be a one loss big time champion. Like that could easily be a two loss team when I don't yeah. think they're getting in either. So yeah, I think since he's got to hope Oklahoma stumbles, they got to hope the big time champions got two losses and Oregon, if Oregon runs the table, they could still get in too, though. That's the thing. If they're a one loss PAC 12 champion with that win over Ohio state might be tough to yeah. leave them out. Yeah. So let's, let's get into week six. Um, I, I want to say one thing. Absolutely heartbreak for vc this weekend against a dog shit clemson team clemson is a bad team yeah they're bad for the record they beat vc and dropped out of the top 25 which they shouldn't have been in the week previous but still yeah pretty hilarious we i got one the, we fumbled I, the snap we fumbled the snap at their 10 yard line with a chance to win the game it's just about as bad as it can get i just got one question connor do you still do you feel any differently about the missouri win after they lost by 40 to tennessee I mean, I was nervous BC was about to lose by 40 going into that game. But, no. I mean, still a good win. I don't know what the hell happened in that Missouri game. Like, I didn't watch any of it. I just saw they were down, like, 60 to 20. <laughs> um, 
Connor, one last BC question for you. I know, I think we're all, you know, optimistic about the direction of the program, but how does it feel knowing Hathley's going to be gone after this year? I don't think that's a guarantee, honestly. All signs are pointing to him getting an extension at this point. You're telling me USC comes and offers him a job? He's I'm to- telling you he's not a big enough name to go to USC this season. <laughs> all right, well, what's going to be interesting is I think LSU losing to Auburn this weekend. Edo is done. I would be yeah. shocked if he's still their coach at the end of the year. And that that is going to be, I mean, that is probably like a top five attractive job. And, and I, I think the most realistic spot for him to go if he were to leave would be a Big Ten program just because of his time at Ohio State. But I'm not too worried about LSU or USC. I think they often try to get the, the biggest name on the market slash like any sort of notable alums. So. I don't. I think next year will be when he really starts fielding these these huge offers. Um, I I just I would have a hard time of BC, of USC's fan base accepting USC hiring the BC coach when we haven't even really been ranked under him. For, as promised, I think he's a phenomenal coach. Would be a great hire, but I just don't see USC making that hire unless. They, I think they'd have to be really, really desperate. UCLA, if somehow that opened up, I could see them offering just because of his connection with Martin Jarman. But Chip Kelly's doing fine. I don't think he'll be going anywhere anytime soon. So I think we have at least one more season with him, and I'm confident he'll be there for, for a decent amount of time. I think he really likes Boston. It seems like he wants to build something there. I mean, granted, every coach says that for the most part, so – We'll see what happens, but I would be shocked if he went to either LSU or USC after the season. I do agree that Coach O is probably gone, though. Okay. Unless, unless, they, unless LSU is able to beat, like, a, a Bama somehow, or, but that is just no way that happens. I don't know if they play Georgia this season. Yeah. All right, so let's get into week six. We have three ranked teams playing on Thursday and Friday night. I don't know if anyone has plays there. Um. If not, we can move right into Saturday. Real quick, can we also say the island gave Hawaii some juju, man. They got, they got a ranked win. <laughs> they saw the title of the episode, dude. They, they, that was upset. Hawaii football teams, are, they're a listener. They're, they're a valued listener. Pretty tough. Didn't want didn't to talk about that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all I wanted to say. In terms of the Thursday-Friday games... I always I try to avoid betting too much on these games because when they go wrong, your weekend just gets off to such a brutal start. Like bets, unit bets, just for fun. I'm not going to – I got nothing on right now, though. Those are like day of things. I, I mean, not, there's nothing really calling my name right now. You have Houston favored by six over two lanes. You have Coastal minus 19 against Arkansas State on Thursday. And then Friday, since he's a 30-point favorite over Temple and – Charlotte, who I know nothing about, is three and a half over FIU. The only game I could realistically see myself touching is ASU Stanford. Yeah, that seems like a, a, a little bit of a big line for uh, ASU. It's an interesting one. It Charlotte, but that's uh, Charlotte's a good team. I'll, I'll probably take them. It's interesting that Arizona State is eleven and a half point favorites when Oregon was just what like ten point favorites over Stanford. Yeah, I don't granted, it was in it was in it was at Stanford, but that that does seem interesting. 
I'm I'm worried because you know we talked about it last week. I the books I think they're starting to get a little sharp. I mean they literally oh. just they just oh. handed us Arkansas and Ole Miss and said oh. take it, and we took it and they absolutely destroyed Dude. us. Yeah, I said last week I was like I think we have one week left. The lines being off. Nah, that was this past week, dude. I had absolutely shredded. It was bad. So that's my hesitancy for taking Stanford, even though it looks like the obvious pick. But I don't know. It it seems fishy to me. Yeah. So let's let's go on to Saturday then. Uh, pretty good noon slate again. I I don't know why they're putting all these the best games at noon every week. Um, first ranked game, Old Miss weird. and Arkansas. Uh, John hit on it earlier, and I agree. I think Ole Miss is better. Um, I feel oh, wow. If they score that Wait. possession against Bama, it's a different game. Uh, so give me Ole Miss minus six and a half um, at home against Arkansas. I had no idea they played this week. That's wild. That's yeah, I, I already bet this game. I'm all over the Razorbacks again. I'm uh, Arkansas plus seven is actually my first lock of the week. I I think it's just two teams that got blown out. I, I would agree that Ole Miss is a better team, but I think Arkansas against similar competition is a lot better than they showed against Georgia. Um, so I'll gladly take the seven points in a, a game that I, I see these teams more even than than I think you guys are giving Arkansas credit for. And uh, I both teams got behind the eight ball last week. I, I don't expect that to happen again for Arkansas. So. I'll take them. The concerning thing is last week was their first true road game of the year, and they obviously – I think they had about – they had more penalty yards than rushing yards. I'm, I'm like, 99% sure. They, they only had about 100. Everywhere. Yeah. They only had about 150 total in the game, so. But, yeah, other than that, I, I think that I was expecting a closer line, and for that reason, I, I'm going to – I'll take Arkansas with the points. Yeah, in terms of the noon games, I'm going to take Ohio State again. Um, three touchdown favorites at home versus Maryland. That was one of the few plays I was right on last weekend was Ohio State, just steamrolling Rutgers. And honestly, I think it's the same type of thing that's going to happen this weekend. Um, I think Ohio State, like that was a, that was the type of game that I was, I've been waiting for from them. Um, and I think now they're just going to steamroll through some of these Big Ten, weaker Big Ten teams. Um, until we get to some of the, the heavyweight matchups later in the year, Michigan, Penn State, um, and Maryland licking their chops right now. They laid an absolute egg, like Chad said. Um, so, yeah, I think Ohio State, I think they won by 40. Last two Maryland primetime games on Friday, they lost to Penn State 59 to nothing, and then they lost to Iowa. What was the final? 51-7? Something like I that. They, I think they ended up getting 14, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I think this, this is the part of the season where – the teams are who we thought they were, you know, the, the, the teams that got out to a good start, they start struggling. The Ohio States of the world start absolutely getting it going. So I love that pick as well. I'll also be on Ohio state, not as a, a lock, but I, I, I like that play a lot. Yep. I agree. I agree. I, I like that. Maryland is, I was on Maryland. will not be taking them again the rest of the season. They, they, <laughs> Wow, they're bad. I mean, they're bad. They're bad football team. They're really bad four and one team. One of the worst I've ever seen. Uh, so yeah, I'll be on Ohio State. Not a lock of the week. Like it a lot. Clemens and Messier all the way out in the tag of Viloa brothers. Ah, <laughs> get them out of no here. Comment. 
no comment at this time. Put, uh, put Maryland right next to Wisconsin for me in terms of teams that I, I want absolutely nothing to do with the entire rest of the season. What What's the line on this Maryland-Ohio State game if two is Maryland's it's starting 20. quarterback? If Probably who? four. <laughs> I don't um, think it changes at all. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, Ohio State, I actually locked in earlier today. I got at 20 and a half. Same reasons Dave Connor said. Um, so that's my first lock of the week as well. While uh, we're on Ohio State, can you address Urban Meyer really quick? He, he, he's been out and about this week. He had a big weekend. You know, he loses Thursday night football. He flies up to Columbus at yeah. his own bar, I believe, right? The Urban Meyer bar, yeah. whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, the Pine House. So that's right in Dublin. I've been there a couple times. It's a, it's a nice little area on the outskirts of Columbus, and that's where most of the coaches live. Um, and a lot of former players and yeah, he was, from what I understand, some, some families there that he was taking pictures with and he had a few too many cocktails and he was, he was dancing a little bit and he sat down and, uh, um, a, a female, you know, was just, you know, grinding on him a little bit, just giving him, <laughs> giving him the action. And I actually, I met her a couple times. We went to, uh, high school with a couple of my roommates. So I've met her and I didn't really piece it together right away. This was Saturday night, right? So I, she put an Instagram story up earlier in the day of like a picture with urban. I was like, Oh, cool. Like whatever. And I see these videos at night and I'm like too far gone to like comprehend, like link it together at this point. But yeah, I got up in the morning and, and realized it was her. And I went back to her Instagram story and she had deleted it. Um, so you know, Shelly's not going to be happy with her. <laughs> I don't know where, where, where it stands with the family right now. Um, but it looks like he had a good night, you know. Um, he was tanked, man. Some of those pictures were bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a little different. He used to play in, like, Rutgers week in and week out, and now he gets to take on, like, uh, who did they play last Thursday? Joe Burrow, Cincinnati. Yeah. That, the first thing that crossed my mind was, was he literally just drinking away the sorrows of the Jacksonville uh, oh, yeah. in one day? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. That guy he, needs he was, to... he was back in his happy place in Columbus. He's like, let me, let me get a little loose. Let me forget about the Jacksonville thing. That guy needed a drink or three. <laughs> yeah. He had about 17, so. <laughs> All right. Um, the other you, big game. Uh... What would you say, John? We'll ignore him. We'll did move get, on. Did, did, I was gonna say, did you see the uh, the alternate angle video of Urban? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. The POV. A couple of digits, dude. <laughs> uh, so Texas is at home. Red River rivalry, or is that at a neutral site? Did I lie? It's always neutral. It's always in neutral. Dallas. It's in Dallas. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. So Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma is a three point favorite. Um, listen, I was looking at Texas's schedule earlier. If they win this game, they then go on to play Oklahoma State, Baylor, Iowa State the next three weeks. They could be back in the conversation for something if they beat Oklahoma this week. Now, listen, what? My first lock of the week is the Texas Longhorns money line. The, don't even care. Don't don't even care about the spread. Longhorns money line. Bijan Robinson's best running back in the country. Second second best is thirty two and White Chad. But 
yeah, Texas wins this game. I like uh, them a lot. You know, I, think, I think Oklahoma's fraudulent. I think it, they have been all year. Um, I like Texas. I hate that I'm on the other side of John, but my second lock's Oklahoma minus three and a half here. I, uh, I think Oklahoma's going to start getting it going. I really do. And uh, I don't think Texas is great. I, I don't know how Sark will do in his first Red River rivalry game. I feel like Rattler always shows up for these ones, and I think Oklahoma's defense is better than Texas. So I will take the points here. Even though I, I also think Texas is going to be one of the most trendy underdogs of the entire weekend. So I'll gladly fade the public there. Dave, you have anything here? Um, I don't have much. I mean, that game was so good last year. I think it was a, an, it was an overtime game. I don't. I think it was multiple overtimes. Um, yeah, I, I haven't watched enough of Texas to really have an idea of of how good they are. Um, I just see Bijan's running crazy, like John said. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really have a, a strong opinion on this game, to be honest. I- I don't think that Oklahoma's rush defense is strong enough. Really, I don't. I think Texas, and that's going to be a problem for them. I, I will say Texas has gotten a lot more explosive since Casey Thompson started, uh, stepped in at the at starting QB. He's he's legit. He can run. Bijan had a, a, a week last week, too. Um, yeah, I honestly, I just I almost expected this to be a pick em, So the fact that Oklahoma's getting a few points, I, I think I'll trust the market with that and I'll take the points. But hopefully it's always a good game. So it's no, Oklahoma, Oklahoma's given three. I, I meant, like, I'll, I'll take them with the spread, like, three and a half. Um, this game's going to be – regardless, I think it'll come down to to the fourth quarter. I mean, it always does in this game. So, it'll be a sweat at, at noon. And we get, we get what, big noon for that one, I'm assuming? I'd be surprised. No, that's, that's game day. Really? Yeah. Okay. That, that's kind of shocking. I thought that Fox had the uh, – but it could still be on Big Noon, though, right? Doesn't Fox have the rights to the, the Big yeah, Noon? Yeah, no? Big Noon is Ohio State, Maryland. And then, uh, like, I don't know if Gus and um, Joel Clatter, which game they're calling. I don't know if you know, Dave. I don't. But it's like a Big Noon doubleheader thing. So Ohio State, Maryland at noon, then uh, Penn State, Iowa at four. Um I, I feel like in the past there's been games on Fox that game day's gone to. So I don't know why they wouldn't have gone to Iowa, Penn State. But, yeah, game day is at um, Texas, Oklahoma. Um, 3.30 slate. My second lock of the week. Give me the under in Georgia, Auburn. Um, I I just – I don't think Georgia is going to score like they did last week against Auburn. And I don't think Auburn – like, I'm just – laughing thinking about Bo Nick running around there in the Georgia defense um so I really like the under it sounds like it's going to be the backup for Georgia again uh I think it's going to get to a point where you know they're not going to be able to run the ball like they did on Arkansas I'm convinced so I think it's gonna be a low, lower scoring game um I think Georgia wins uh 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 I, Pound Georgia minus 14 half. That's my second lock of the week. I, I I don't know why this line is so slim. Maybe because Auburn beat LSU, but I I don't know if I could agree less with Chad. I think that Georgia's just gonna pound. I'm they're gonna pound them. I think they're gonna pound them. I really do. 
They're going to be too much. I don't think Auburn's any good. I think Auburn beat a bad LSU team. They got ranked because of it. They had just beaten Georgia State by only 10 points. I, I think they're. Deep. I don't think they're very good. And I don't think I. I don't think their defense is elite. But I, I. I know they played. You know, at Penn State, Dave. I don't know if you have an opinion on their defense. I thought. I mean, Penn State scored 28 points. They moved the ball, but I think Auburn's defense is decent. I think it's better than Arkansas's. Auburn's definitely got some dudes on defense. Um, Smoke Monday, a corner, sickest name <laughs> in college football. He's he's been playing well too. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if they can actually keep this close. Georgia's defense just looks so so damn good. Um, yeah, I just like Chad said, it's funny to think about Bo Nix running around just getting demolished by that Georgia defense. They just got dudes everywhere. Um, that's the thing. I, I don't think that Auburn's going to score more than seven points, and that's why I, I like the fourteen and a half. I think it's like twenty-eight to seven game at the at the best for Auburn's twenty. I will say Auburn. Auburn has two running backs I really like. Tank Bigsby's legit. Yeah. They got a true freshman like Jarquavius Hunter, who every time I watch makes big plays. Um, so I don't know. They they might be able to keep it interesting. But Vegas has given Auburn a lot of uh, points for home field here. I think. Um, I mean, it, if they're playing at home, right? I'm not. Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, I don't know if if Auburn can stop the run, I I could see Stetson Bennett making a couple mistakes at Auburn if he's got a throw. We'll see. I mean, that running game was was ho humming last week. So if they can do that, they're gonna win by thirty. And I agree. I don't see Auburn make. I don't see Auburn scoring more than fourteen, seventeen points. So they'll have to. If Georgia can score at will, it's gonna be a forty point game, thirty points. See, game. the scary thing about Georgia is they're killing teams. They're really not needing to do much on offense. I think their defense. They get like short fields every time. They really don't have to do a lot. So uh, I don't think we've seen how good they can be on offense. I don't know. They got they got guys everywhere. They really I mean, do. you certainly won't see me betting on Bo Nix and Auburn. I'll either stay away from this or take Georgia. There's just. Uh, I think I do think if Auburn can can stop the run and make Bennett or I think JT might be back this week for Georgia. Like like John said, we haven't really they haven't really had to do much yet. They, they could make it interesting, but. Yeah, I don't know. Georgia's defense is so good. It's hard to see, like John said, Auburn scoring multiple touchdowns. Um, I mean, you saw the blueprint from Clemson week one. Clemson was able to stop the run for Georgia, and JT Daniels, you know, couldn't do anything. Now, that is week one, and teams have definitely improved between now and then, uh, or then and now. But I still haven't seen anything from JT Daniels, if he's a starting quarterback, to, you know, give me optimism. Um, so that's why I, I lean the under, because I think Auburn's going to be able to, you know, they're not going to be able to co- completely shut down the run game, but they will limit it, limit it to an extent. All right. Four o'clock game of the week. A big one for our analyst. Iowa at home, number three, Penn State coming to town, five and oh. We get the wave this Saturday. I was a two-point favorite over-under set at 41-and-a-half, and and I'll start it off. My third and final lock of the week is over 41-and-a-half. I I just think it's a a 28-20 type of game. I think there's 
I just don't see both teams staying under 20 points. You know, whether it's off of turnovers, Iowa can clearly create turnovers. Um, Sean Clifford's taken care of the ball very well this year, uh, had turnover issues last year. So Iowa could force turnovers and, you know, Penn State's passing attack has been excellent. So I just, I see more scoring than uh, what the line indicates right now. So I like over 41 and a half. Listen, Iowa wins games off of defense and special teams. Their turnover luck's been like insane this year. We even saw it at Maryland. They got what, four turnovers in five plays or something like that? Three and four plays? I haven't bet it yet, but I I think I really like Penn State in this spot. I do get nervous betting on Sean Clifford on the road in Iowa, but he's had very limited amounts of turnover-worthy plays this year. They have, their new OC has been calling a great game plan so far this year. And I was, I think I was like, I just think at some point they're not going to get the turnovers. And their offense, even though they put up 50 points against Maryland, I do not think that offense is that good. I, I just I, I see a lot more scenarios of how Penn State can win this game than I do Iowa. I think Iowa has to have a, a perfect game almost um, or at least get, you know, three, three, four turnovers. And I don't see that happening. So I, I like Penn State. I haven't bet it yet, but I, I am strongly considering it at, at one and a half. All right. Um, yeah, I I love Penn State in this spot. Honestly, I think it's. um. I think they're lucky to a certain extent to get this Iowa team as like the number three team in the country right now, because they're, they're probably a little bit overrated. Like they had wins over Iowa state who was a top 10 team has now lost, you know, two, two games. Um, they beat Indiana when they were ranked as well. So those wins don't look as good. And you could say about, say the same about Penn state with that win over Wisconsin, not looking great right now. Um, but Connor hit on some key points. Like Iowa's turnover luck is unsustainable. Um, I don't know, like it, to me, it comes down to just Sean Clifford play, how he's been playing this year. Do we see the old, old Sean Clifford, who was really prone to making horrible decisions, really bad turnovers. Um, but I just think here, here's what I see. I think Penn state's defense, I have a lot of trust in them. I haven't seen anything from Iowa's offense to like make me scared of them at all. I don't think Spencer Petras is anything special. Um, they're going to try to run the ball and I think Penn state can, can limit Tyler Goodson, who is the one player on Iowa's offense who I think is really explosive and can make some big splash plays. He's an um, NFL player, but probably yeah, he's, an NFL, he's definitely an NFL player. He, he looks really good. Um, so he's really the one. I just think if Penn state can get Petrus in third and medium plus, I really love their, their chances to kind of expose him in this game. And I also think Penn state has, has some dudes on offense. Like Jahan Dotson is a dude. Parker Washington, Keandre Lambert-Smith. Um, I think they're going to get enough explosive plays between those guys. As long as Sean Clifford, we don't see the old bad Sean Clifford. Um, I like Penn State in the spot as well. It's going to be a tough game, though. I mean, um, that's a really tough place to play. Those two teams have played some really close games. The last time Penn State went in there, um, they won on a walk-off, Trace McSorley, um, on the last play of the game to Juwan Johnson. So, you know, I think Penn State has a chance to make a statement here. Like, I, I I, do like the money line. I think this is a game they can win by a couple touchdowns and really open some eyes. But that's contingent on Sean Clifford not making bad, really bad decisions. 
Is this a must win for James Franklin? I mean, it depends how you define a must win. Well, he's not going to get fired, but like he needs this win, right? For his, They haven't had a big win like this. And when's the last time they beat a top five team under him? I mean, the last one was probably Ohio State. 15 or 16? No, that was, that was in 16. Um, no, I mean, it's not a must win. I mean, they're, they're dogs, right? Like, they're, they're, you know, they're underdogs. But I don't know. With how the season's setting up, I mean, honestly, Penn State could theoretically lose this game, and they still got Michigan and Ohio State in front of them. But obviously, this is one you want to get. I think they're the more talented team. Um, and like I said, I honestly think it's a great opportunity, like, do I think Iowa should be the third-ranked team in the country? Or do I actually think they're the third-best team in the country? No. Um, so I think it's a, I mean, great opportunity to build a resume, make a statement potentially. And, yeah, honestly, I just don't think Spen- – Spencer Petras does not scare me at all. They've been put – I saw a stat saying that they're – Iowa has, like, the best field position out of any Power 5 team on the year because of the turnovers their defense has created. And, yeah, I just don't think that turnover – that turnover um, – run they've been on defensively is sustainable. So I think it's a great spot for Penn State, but it's a really tough place to play. All right. So my third lock of the week is Penn State money line. That was <laughs> that was elegant. I was between a couple. Listen, ultimately I, I can't use a total as a lock of the week. Just not good enough at it. Couldn't couldn't hate Chad's play more. I pound the under. All right. Twenty to seventeen Penn State. That's what it feels like. Pound the under. Fade Chad. One last question for our analyst on this one that I've been thinking about today. Um, and you, you hit on the, the development of Clifford from the last couple of years to this year. What aspect do you think the offensive line improvement plays in this? Because you looked at a team the last couple of years where very solid run blocking, didn't think pass blocking was great. And all of a sudden this year, I mean, got to, I don't know how the, it's graded out, but got to be one of the best pass-blocking offensive lines in college football and not a very good run-blocking offensive line. Is this just a matter of they've had turnover, new starters this year, different guys with different strengths, or is this, you know, something else? Because it's, it's very it has been It has been interesting, yeah. It's been like Cliff hasn't really been under a ton of pressure this year. Um, I don't, he hasn't gotten sacked a ton. And yeah, haven't been able to run the ball like this week against Indiana was really the first time they ran the ball pretty effectively. And honestly, a lot of that had to do with Clifford really has looked like he's taken a step forward this year, like his feel in the pocket. He ripped off a couple of really big third down runs on Saturday against Indiana. And I think that's going to be key here again. I don't I don't really think they're going to be able to run the ball on Iowa's defense like their defense is really stout again. Um, so honestly, yeah, I think it comes down to Sean Clifford just making good decisions, running when it's there. Um, and I think there's going to be a couple really big play opportunities down the field with some of the receivers. If they hit on those, I think this is a game Penn State wins by 14-plus. Yeah. And John loves the money line play even more. He's getting excited. Dave's yeah, talking to it. John loves it. Well, it makes me nervous that, that three of us are on Penn State now in here. But I don't be nervous. Bounce back week. Do you I else have any thoughts left? Um, I don't think so. I, I, I have one from a three o'clock slate. I'm okay. uh, Connor, I'm how many locks have you used so far? I've had two. Okay. My last one is UVA plus two and a half at Louisville. 
Oh, wow. I think Louisville's just not a good team. Uh, I mean, they competed with Wake Forest, but that's it. I, don't I like I like Wake I like Wake by a touchdown in the dome. Wake looks like maybe the best team yeah. they right now. Yeah, looks like garbage. Um, they just lost to Florida State. Love so that, love that love that pick. No I Kentucky think, love out there. I like Kentucky. I was gonna say a couple quick hitters. Kentucky, I like. Um, I'll be taking them. I don't think LSU is any good at all. Uh, Texas A and M love out there. Uh, I'm out on that. I'm not betting against Bama. Wake Forest is a good play. South Carolina is going to cover that 10.5 against Tennessee, but I couldn't use them as a lock of the week. I was this close. They're going to cover the, that. The scariest, the scariest Vegas Vegas nose line of the week for me is Michigan by a field goal at Nebraska. That, oh, yeah. That so, seemed off, and it's almost too fishy. It's like, all right, I, I can't take that. Somebody uh, talked. Somebody talks to me. Why is Wisconsin favored by 10 points at Illinois? Because that's, Illinois is horrendous. That's Wisconsin why. is so bad. Yeah. Actually, if, you think, Connor, if you think Wisconsin bad, Illinois is Connor, bad. I'll, I'll tell you why. Graham Mertz might not play, so they might have hope. <laughs> yeah. They get, they get an upgrade for him not playing. Yeah, yeah literally. No, it's like, uh, uh, yeah, 100%. I, I did. I looked at Michigan earlier, and I was like, this. I was like, this seems like an absolute lock. And then I, I was just looking, I was like, wait a minute. Why are they only three-point favorites? To, Mich- to their credit, Michigan hasn't really played anybody. I mean, Listen. Washington, it turns out they suck. Wisconsin they suck. sucks. Uh, I They beat Western Michigan week one, and I don't know who they played week two. I mean, you can essentially say for 90% of the teams this year that all the teams they've beaten suck. So it's just... It's a shit show at this yeah. point. Here. It's all about survival. The the other quick hitter I wanted to hit on is uh, Notre Dame, one-point favorite at Virginia Tech. I have a hard time believing they lose two in a row, but that also seems very trappy. It's officially, for me, who gives a fuck Notre Dame season. I just don't care anymore. They've proved that they're, they're, proved that they're not good, and, and they got out of the way early. Yeah, thank God, because I hate when every year the hype train for Notre Dame builds up and then they just let us listen. Let everybody down. Listen, game of the year, 3.30, UConn on the road at UMass. <laughs> Vandy, Vandy covered, right? No. No? They only won by two last-second field oh. goal. <laughs> they run, they, ran, they ran Sarah Fuller out there for the game winner? Oh, no, it was a dude. Uh, <laughs> UConn is a three and a half point favorite here on the road at UMass. I mean, I, talk about talk about a college football game. I will say one thing too on on the later games. I mean, Alabama seventeen and a half over A and M. I know it's a it, the game's in College Station, so like that's going to be a rowdy environment. But you got to take Alabama there, right? Why like, don't A&M we bet shown Alabama first nothing. half every week? Why do we not bet Alabama first half every week? Why do I not bet Alabama first half every week? They've covered 13 straight against FBS schools. Like, what are we doing? I don't think right. A&M is going to look like Ole Miss did, but even worse, I think. Yeah. They still have the, the backup playing. Too, yeah, right? the backup's still playing. That other guy's not coming back till later in the year. I just don't – I don't think a and is going to score at all, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I – I, I'm, 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 you know what? Well, my book doesn't have it right now. I was going to bet Alabama first half right now, but I, I see no scenario. I, 
Jimbo usually plays them tight, I feel like, but that A&M team is not good this year. They're licking their chops right now. Back-to-back losses, preseason top five team. Rough. One interesting late game on ESPN2, quick hitter, Memphis is uh, a three-and-a-half-point dog on the road at Tulsa. I'll, I'll be taking Memphis if I, uh, if I can remember at that point. Tulsa sucks <laughs> re- really bad. I, I faded them last week. It was like a Friday night game. Houston was also a three-and-a-half point dog and uh, won by like 35. Tulsa's terrible. Tulsa Tulsa was beating up in Ohio State for a little bit there. <laughs> I literally almost had an aneurysm. They, they, they threw the ball all around the yard in that defense. Yeah. That quarterback threw for over 400 on Ohio State. Yeah. That's the, other, uh, the only other deep. game I looked at for a potential lock was West Virginia plus three at Baylor. That line's a little fishy, too. I, I don't know. I, I like West Virginia in that spot, but I, I couldn't do it. So, but yeah, not as good of a slate as last weekend, but still some promising games. I don't think we really have a dud slate left in the year. Unless, no, like, the next crazy three stuff weeks happens. are, like, awful. Really? Beyond bad, yeah. I, I feel like we're getting Big Ten ranked matchups, like, every not, point from here on out. Not until week – so, this week, next week – are bad, or not this week. The next two weeks are bad, and then that following week is, I think, Penn State, Ohio State, and then. But even even the bad weeks in college football are still amazing. So. Yeah, better than the NFL right now. You could get yeah. a pass in UConn. I'd rather watch that than the Dolphins. <laughs> I mean, the Dolphins are basically the the combination of those two teams right now. All right, we're gonna talk about that in a second. We're going to a break, and we're back. Thanks, AJ. Um. NFL week five, I'm at a point where I don't even want to talk about it. Like I'm thinking about subbing myself out for NFL talk. Cause it's like, I watched the first quarter and a half of the dolphins game and I just shut it off. Like I, I can't even, uh, I don't know how to explain it. My interest, like I'd rather watch, just sit down and watch a NASCAR race. And then that got fucking rained out. So I'm sitting there like, what am I? today like I it was just torture um and I'm sure Dave feels the same way and Connor's felt that way for the last two or three years um it's been about four now hey man you just you just gotta at some point you just throw on red zone and just enjoy football being on and and that's it we could be looking at our three teams with top 10 picks next year we should start our draft prep now yeah I mean except your team doesn't have one your team doesn't have it your team doesn't even have a pick don't the Eagles get that pick, or am I making that up? No. no you're thinking the Colts traded for once. No, the Dolphins traded back up, but they had gotten um, – who traded up to three? The Niners. The 49ers. So then the Dolphins gave the Eagles the 49ers' first-round pick. Okay. So Dolphins still have their first-round pick, so we're fine. Kenny Pickett, 2022. Um. Yeah. If you guys take Kenny Pickett with the fourth overall pick, you should just go into hiding. I'm intrigued. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I got to start getting the highlights going. Who did he just, didn't he just beat up on Georgia Tech? Like, that's what you're getting excited about? Yeah, uh, just wait. You're going to see my YouTube browsing history. It's going to be like Kenny Pickett highlights, like four (laughs) hours a week from now till draft season. Um. Anyhow, anywho, 
Um, any notable things we want to talk about from week four in the NFL? Arizona beat the shit out of the Rams, which surprised me. Arizona's really good. Um, I mean, arguably the best. I just saw a mock draft where we're picking 22, dude. What are we going to run the table? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, you have some, there's some weird swap with the Dolphins where you're not going to have your top five pick. I saw, no way. It would have said trade. I saw a draft order that had someone else picking at Ford via Miami today, and I, I forget what, what the reason was. Maybe the Dolphins have the, have the Niners pick, Chad? Uh, you traded their pick? Hell, dude. I hope not. That would make sense if it's at 22. I don't know. Maybe we have the Niners pick. Oh, 22, we can still get Kenny Pickett. We're fine. <laughs> That's true. He's um, getting him at fucking 102, dude. I, I think both the Cardinals <laughs> and <laughs> I think both the Cardinals and the Cowboys are they're pretty firmly top five teams at this point, in my opinion. They were the two teams that impressed me the most last week. Yeah, how about Micah Parsons just fucking dominating? Animal. He's an animal. That's who the Falcons should have picked, Connor. They I fields. told you I wanted him. You did. I did tell you that. Chad. The only other note on week four is Cordero Patterson might be the best player in the league. Oh, the Jesus. Still bad. Chad. Uh, we got to shut off the mock drafts after the one I just saw, dude. Uh, so the Eagles have our pick. And this one has it as pick nine, and it has the Eagles taking Matt Corral. And I just want to throw up. If our pick is used for Matt Corral, and it's not us using it. I'm out on him after last week. I'm ah, shut the hell up, Chad. Um, I, thought, I thought he still performed, honestly, but they're just overmatched. Yeah, they're overmatched. So the top teams in every division in the in the uh, NFC are all really good. Dallas in the East, Green Bay in the North, Tampa in the South, and then Arizona in the West. That doesn't even include the Rams. Um, and the Seahawks. And the Seahawks. And the Niners. Yeah. The, I mean, the AFC, you know, Buffalo's leading the East right now. The, the just stalwarts in Cincinnati are leading the North. Um, well, tied, but still. Then you have tennis. The South is just so bad, it actually makes me want to vomit. And then the West, Las Vegas is about to lose tonight. Um, so we're going to have the Chargers atop there. Um, any any other takeaways you guys want to talk about from last week in the NFL? The Sunday night game was cool. It was a cool atmosphere seeing Brady go back. Kind of a dud of a game. Overall. Tom Brady plays like shit and the team wins somehow, dude. Always, always happens. Yep. All right. Locks for week five. God, I'm looking at that Atlanta Jets line. It's like hey, Chad, I thought we should just get that out of the I, game. This is the most irrelevant game we've not maybe ever had on this podcast. It's a nine eight nine thirty a.m. start in London. The oh wow! Jets versus the Atlanta Falcons. It'll be me and maybe five other people watching that game live. We will be saving that for the irrelevant game of the week. The London games count towards the irrelevant game of the week, so we're going to save that one. We're going to put it on the back burner. Chad. What? I, I think at this point, just because I don't know if, what the time difference for the British time is compared to now when the viewers, when the listeners in, in British 
are going to hear this. I think we might just want to do the irrelevant game right now. I think we should just do okay. it now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm okay. actually, I'm currently looking to see how many listeners we have from Britain. We do have some low-key Puerto Rico and Ireland. We have a decent amount. I don't know how the hell that happens. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> The UK is makes up less than one percent of our total fan base, but they're out there. Okay. Wow. So we're doing this for the UK people, um, folks. You are gonna want to be on the Falcons here minus three and a half. Um, they're just not as bad as the Jets. I think is the best way to put it. Um, but but really not overly confident. I'd be looking at some props here, maybe a little Corey Davis receiving yards prop. Um, I I love the Jets in the spot plus three and a half. I think they the Falcons are as bad as the Jets. This is a, a sloppy, ugly, close game. Like a safety could decide it, something like that. X factor. Woody Johnson, owner of the Jets, was the former U.S. ambassador of the U.K. They love him over there. They like the Jets. I think it's going to be a pro-Jets crowd. I won't be betting on Atlanta because I'm just done betting them for the entire season. That's I, such I, a lie. I didn't bet them last week, and I'm so glad. I'm just sick of losing money on this god-awful team. I bet the yeah. Jets the last three weeks, so I might be back to the, the drawing board there. But I do think the Jets have some value as an underdog. I, one thing, Zach Wilson looked good on Sunday. He made some throws that were like, okay, you can see why this dude was the number two pick. I don't know if he'll actually pan out or not, but he's dude's got a lot of arm talent. Um, yeah, but I don't, I don't like either side enough to actually bet on that game. Part of me thinks that it might be like a 17-10 game. They might not score much in London. I don't know. I feel like that travel might, might mess some things oh. up. Oh, yeah. It's either going to be really, really low scoring or just like the defenses didn't get off the bus type deal. I'm going to yeah. wake up at 10, 15, already going to be like 44 to 34. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Who wants to go first? Who has a lock, a real lock in like a real football game? Someone give me something. I, I have I have all three of my plays already in for this okay. week. My first one since Dave's on the show, I'm on the Steelers, minus one and a half at home against Denver. Like the spot here. I think it's a get-right game for the Steelers. Listen, they're bad. Big Ben's looked really bad. I have a hard time seeing Drew Locke go into Heinz Field. Teddy's probably not going to play with the concussion. I have a hard time seeing Drew Locke going into Heinz Field against that defense and getting a win. Regardless of how ugly it is, I think the Steelers win this one. Okay. Uh, but I do want to ask Dave, since he's here, like, we talked last week. We didn't think there's a chance Big Ben gets benched. I mean, it's got to be a legitimate thought at this point. I I don't see it happening. Um, I mean, maybe end of the year because he's probably going to get hurt at some point. I, I don't think I don't think it'll be an actual benching. We've seen what Mason Rudolph is, Connor. He is bad. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins is not even getting a chance because he's even worse. He couldn't even beat out Rudolph for the number two job. So, look, I just don't think Mason Rudolph is worth even another look. He had, he's had a lot of opportunities to show if he's any worth anything in the NFL. He's a career backup. That's just what it is. He's not a bad backup, but he's just a backup. 
Um, and I just don't think that's going to happen. I think Pittsburgh, um, I think they're going to win enough games to like, just keep throwing Ben out there and like, we'll see what happens. They actually as bad as I like that. Chad, Chad showing me a picture of Deshaun in a Steelers uniform right now. All for that. I don't care how many first round picks it takes. I would, I would make that deal right now. Um, but yeah, I just think, um, I don't see them benching Ben. And I think, like you said, I think decent spot for them this Sunday. I think they're going to win enough games to keep it interesting. And like I said, I still think Ben's their best option. And for as bad as Sunday looked, honestly, they had some plays there offensively. He missed a couple throws at Juju. Like they actually looked a little bit better on offense. Najee actually had some room to run. They got screwed on that field goal call. That was a big. The game yeah, that was, shifted from there, for sure. That was bullshit, but I don't think it would have mattered anyway. All right, my first lock of the week, Tennessee minus four at Jacksonville. Tennessee can't be that bad. That's impossibly bad. Um, they're literally just going to tell Derrick Henry to just literally, until you die, run the, run the rock. And Tennessee's going to win this by 10. So give me Tennessee minus four. He's just going to be toting the pill until he oh. topples over. Howard, uh, I mean, if you're betting on Jacksonville after all the Urban Meyer stuff this week, you might actually have some sort of mental ailment. Connor, I'm surprised you're not on him. I will not touch Jacksonville maybe the rest of the season. Like, that, I think their coaching situation is probably the worst in the NFL outside of maybe Houston. They just haven't shown me anything. I mean, Trevor Lawrence actually looked the part on Thursday night, but I will not be backing Urban Meyer at all the rest of the year. Yeah, pretty tough start to his career. I will be fading, proudly fading Connor for my first lock of the week. Green Bay, I think they have their way with Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a good team. I think it's a little overreaction line here. It's a little slim. Vegas has never, ever likes the Packers. So I don't really take much account into this. Uh, Packers minus three. You know, I, was a, that was a I agree prediction. with John. I like the Packers in this spot. I think the Bengals come back down to earth a little bit. Um, they could have very, very easily lost that game to Jacksonville. Like they, I mean, that came down to the to the very end there. Um, since he had to score in every single possession in the second half, I just think Aaron's hitting his stride. That offense is hitting their stride, and. Yeah, I just think it's a comeback down to earth game for the Bengals. I think the Packers win that one. I don't know how John knew, but my second lock is the Cincinnati Bengals. He was correct in saying that he's fading. I looked, I looked at the game on action There was one pick on Cincinnati, and that one pick was you. Yeah, I, uh, I think since he's a legit team, I think they they laid a dud on Thursday, but I think they're better than they showed. And Packers traveling to Cincy, I I think. I don't know. I I would have expected the Packers to be like a six, seven point favorite. I know John said that Vegas always hates on them, but I I do like Cincinnati in this spot at plus three. They could get killed, but I I like the spot, so I'll I'll be on them. Quick, quick thing. Um, We kind of skipped over that Thursday night game. That's got to be. Is that the best Thursday night game in NFL history? Rams at Seahawks. That's a great, great game. Since the last time they played on Thursday night, like three years ago, yeah. Yeah, but that was Jared Goff. This is Matt Stafford. Yeah, I uh, 
if we want to stay on the Thursday night game, I think I like the Rams. I think they get right after last week. Uh, I do think the Seahawks defense is still pretty lousy. Um, they did look impressive against uh, San Francisco, though, this past weekend. I, I, I just I like I don't see the Rams losing two in a row personally. Especially in division. I agree with that. But it's uh, definitely the best Thursday night game we've had so far this year and probably the best one we will have all year. I haven't looked at the full schedule, but. That division, again, is just one I can never get right, so I'm just going to enjoy watching it. Um, I could see it going either way. I mean, it's basically a pick em. Will, yeah, Wilson, Wilson a, always shows up in prime time, that's for sure. So. It's a wait-and-see game for me, but it's, it's an intriguing matchup. Both these teams have hurt me last uh, this past week in some way. My next pick, I'm going back to the well. Give me Kansas City minus two and a half against Buffalo. Uh, this is a combination of Kansas City's really good, and I fucking hate Buffalo. Uh, so perfect storm there. Uh, so a completely unbiased pick is is what you're you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no bias whatsoever. Go Chiefs. I, I haven't made a play in that game, but. I'm going to have a hard time not taking Buffalo as a dog. I still have a lot of concerns about Kansas City, especially on defense. Yeah, Buffalo is going to torch them, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I think Kansas City is going to be able to, to put up points, too, but I just don't think their defense can be able to stop Josh Allen and that offense. Like, they're really hitting on all cylinders right now. Um, that was, like, one of the only NFL game I got right last week was them beating up on – um Houston with that 18 point line um I don't I don't have a play in this game but yeah that over of 56 and a half I, I could see that he's I think the Bills are going to at least put up 30 so um if the Chiefs keep it close that that over is hitting I, I yeah. think the Bills have an underrated defensive unit this year too I don't know why they don't get talked about more but they do yeah I uh I, I like the Bills and the over in that game don't have it as a play of the week. I, I do have the Saints as my second one, though. Minus one and a half on the road against Washington. I think the Saints, a little bit of a letdown loss there against the Giants. I think they're better than that. I think Washington isn't as good as I thought they were coming into the year. I think the Saints are good in this spot. Sean Payton will have them ready to go. But it's going to be a sweaty one, but I think they get it done. I like I like the Saints in that spot as well. Um not one of my picks, but I'll most likely be. I could also see that line climb into like three in favor of the Saints. I do yep. think they're going to take on a lot of money. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Last week was was a fluky week in the NFL. I mean, you know, it, it's a weird week when the Jets and the Giants are winning outright. I don't know last time that's happened in yeah. the same weekend. So I like that. My uh, my second lock of the week, I will be taking or my third lock sorry i already mentioned the Bengals. i like carolina minus four at home against philly uh you know i i saw philly firsthand week one against the falcons was super impressed turns out they beat a high school team and they really haven't looked good since then so i am i like the panthers out of you here give me philly plus four I just I like what I saw from the offense in garbage time last week. Um, give me the Eagles plus four. <laughs> Is that a lock for you? Lock, lock it up. My wow. my second lock is um, Tampa minus ten. Um, 
at home against the Dolphins. Sorry, boys, but um, if I, if I, I think wasn't you're going to see but... pissed off. Like Tom's not going to be happy with how we played last night. Um, and I just I feel like the yeah, the, it's the biggest line of the week. Had success with that last week. I think this is a spot Tampa's just going to win by 20. Um, I don't I don't like Brissett's chances against that defense. Um, I'll take Tampa minus 10. That's a totally good pick. The uh, if I wasn't a Finns fan, I would I'd probably touch that one. I'm just going to stay away from that game entirely. The one thing I will say is uh, the Dolphins tend to have Brady's number every now and then. Flores can probably game plan for him, but I I, I do not know if that offense can do anything. John. <laughs> John, you don't like the offensive line in that spot? I don't like anything about the offense in this position, no. I the just will have uh, Pierre Paul back as well, which is a big deal for them. Good. Uh, I good. just had to shut off my TV because I'm, like, borderline have a bucket next to me ready to throw up watching Herbert just carve apart the Raiders right now. <laughs> you're like you're going to cry. I'm borderline like, how could you be so fucking stupid as a franchise? You haven't had a good quarterback since Dan Marino. You have a GM in there that's been with the team for 20 plus years and endured 270 plus losses. You let him make this mistake two years ago and he's still employed to this day. That is hellacious, egregious. It's foul. It's distasteful. It's distrustful. What the <laughs> fuck have us fans done to endure anything like this? My <laughs> God, it makes me sick. I uh, want to turn on the TV this weekend. <laughs> so you like? Chad, I was going to say, you know who's going to be turning on the TV to watch the game too, dude? Fucking Tua. <laughs> <laughs> what's his deal is he coming back this year at he's all he's out to week he's out yeah. to week six some point maybe week six um back on track here how many locks have you guys done i can do I think my I third do too, but i'm i'm all maxed out i got all mine i'm maxed give it to all us right. feed us john and dave both have one left all Keep right here you go a spoonful of Justin Herbert. This this line is unsettled right now because this game is, is Monday night. This game is still on. Don't care. They're at home <laughs> against the Browns. The Browns haven't been as impressive. I don't know. I'm going Chargers. Money line. Right now it looks like it's a pick em. I like the Cowboys minus seven. Um, that offense has been super impressive. And their defense, I'm telling you, Micah Parsons is a difference maker for them. Um, you know, the Giants coming off an impressive win. I was against them last week. Um, they're actually doing some really nice things. Daniel Jones might be winning that job. Like he might be there now. He might get an extension. Um, they're at least going to pick up his, his option, I think. Um, but yeah, I just think the Cowboys that they're, they're really impressive this year. I think they're, you know, they could be a dark horse NFC team. Um, not that they're really going to sneak up on anyone because they're the Cowboys, but Dak's playing really well. Um, Zeke and Pollard have been able to run the ball on, on just about everyone except the Bucks. So, yeah, I think that's a game the the Cowboys make a statement in that division. And um, I think Dak is also – I don't think he's lost against an NFC East team in, like, his last 11 or 12 games. Um, so I'll take the boys by a touchdown. 
I mean, when, when's the last time you saw Daniel Jones put two good games together in a row? It's been a maybe never. Yeah. I laughed at Mike Rodriguez back before the, the season started when he straight with a straight face told me he'd take Daniel Jones over Tua. <laughs> and now I'm like, huh. <laughs> be pretty nice to have Daniel Jones right now. <laughs> How far we've come in a month. At some point, the I'm Dolphins gonna... might have to give up that first round pick and more to get Daniel Jones. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to compile all the episodes from the offseason. Chad just staunchly defending Tua. Well, well, let's let's slow your roll a little bit. I think we're more talking about Mr. Clemens defending Tua, and I was willing to give him a second year. With the um, information, with the information and 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 data and <laughs> video evidence available at the time, there is no reason to be negative yet. Now <laughs> that we've had some time and new information. I'm open. <laughs> I mean, the thing with Tua is we haven't even seen seen like enough of him to really That's know if he's problem. like good or bad quarterback yet. But That's I just don't think problem. he's gonna be able to stay in the field. Like he really is a small dude. Um, it's just like I don't even know what his best case scenario it is at this point. Like, yeah, all right. Chad, what's his Chad? What is his best case scenario? Like two and five years, if all goes well, who is he? Like, what's his ceiling? Um, you, he's on a team that has an elite defense, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, and he's Jimmy Garoppolo. I got one for you. This year isn't great, but you know, he did make a Super Bowl. His, listen, his absolute ceiling is Mark Brunel. You just, you just picked another lefty, Connor. Nah, they're the same. They, 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 they played on solid, Brunel played on solid teams and he was serviceable. Listen, Tua coming out, I was fully like best case scenario is Drew Brees, and now I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> now, I, what changed? The the issue is this: what changed between when the Dolphins drafted him and what I was so excited about to now? I don't really have a good answer for you. It's more of just seeing these other, you know, the Mahomeses of the world, the Deshaun Watsons, the Josh Allens, these big mobile guys that just rifle it around the field and don't necessarily need an elite offensive line or an elite system to succeed is what's changed my opinion more than anything. That That's the thing about Tua. It's like, I feel like coming out, like people recognize, all right, maybe he doesn't have the ceiling as some of those other guys you just mentioned, but his floor was going to be so high. And I still feel like that that could be the case. Like we haven't seen that much of him. Um, they're, you know, even earlier this year, the first, first game or two, like their old line was getting them killed. They finally got some weapons around them like Waddle, Fuller. Haven't really been able to see him with those guys yet. So TBD, but yeah, it's, uh, it's looking worse and worse. I, and I, I, could, the biggest thing for him is injuries. I feel like could, could part I, of it I, be too that else. last year was just a fluke and that that roster isn't nearly as talented as we thought it was around him as well. So well, they got better around I him on offense. Connor, I have some current concerns about the talent. I had some concerns about the talent last year. We'll see. They're young. They're a young team. I mean, they added Fuller and, and Waddle at receiver. That's two big ads. That's a top five or top ten pick and a guy who went off last year for the Texans before he got, you know, popped for PEDs. 
line looked so bad too. So that's that's just another issue. You know, the defensive line there hasn't wasn't much turnover or the defense in general. The offensive line's the same. They just added Liam Meikenberg a second round pick, and it's looks apparently well, it is way worse. Um I just you know, listen, he was seven and three as a starter last year. He wins week one of this year, and then, I mean, I count even though he didn't play the full game. He lost week two. So he's eight and four as a starter, which on paper is pretty damn good, but it's just the ceiling. I I think it's more of maybe the floor didn't get a whole hell of a lot lower, but the ceiling is a lot lower than I I agree with that. But I'll I'll take the unpopular take and say I'm still waiting to see on him. Like I still, like you said, can be – I think yeah. he could still be a serviceable quarterback. I don't think he's ever going to be a top five to ten quarterback, but yeah, I think he can I, win games with them. Um, could, yeah. could he be as good as like a Baker? Is that I mean Baker had an yeah. awful yeah, game I, last week. Yeah, I think he can be Baker esque. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not. I'm by no means out on him. I'm just open. <laughs> but I, uh, I I hope he comes back sooner rather than later. Like that week six timeline. I hope is we need to see more of him. So and he, I. Sh- Get Brissett off of the fucking TV. I'm done with him. He's a good so backup, done. though. Yeah, but I, I've seen enough. Like He's a backup. I've seen enough. <laughs> I need to see Reed Sinat. Um, All right, that did – John, did you still have to make it – or who has to make another pick? I think we still have okay. – uh, We all made him. Oh, okay. Um, I think that's it on football for this week. Uh, on a non-football-related note, big um, AL wildcard game tomorrow. Yankees, yep. Red Sox. Uh, that'll be fun. First full baseball game I'll probably watch in three months. Um, no idea what to expect. It's in Fenway. Should be fun. Uh, any thoughts on the wild? The fact that the Dodgers are in a wild card game is kind of laughable. It should um, be. A, that should be a three game series. I don't understand. More more playoff baseball. I can't believe that these teams play 162 games and it comes down to one game for yeah. the two wildcard teams. That is absurd to me. Like anything can happen in one baseball game. Anything. Yep. Yeah. So I, I mean, understand why that's not a three game series. It makes zero sense to me. Uh, imagine if you're the Cardinals, right? You win 17 straight to get in the playoffs and you run a hundred <laughs> plus win Dodgers team with. Four Cy Young winners on it. Three Cy Dude, Young imagine winners. being the Dodgers and winning 106 games, having the second best record in baseball, and your season comes down to one game in the plot in the playoffs. Like, I'll tell you what, that's objectively stupid. I don't think it. People say like, oh, it makes it more exciting. It's like all or nothing. It's like no, I think that's actually just dumb. And why not? Like, that's an easy opportunity to have a three game series, more playoff baseball. Yeah. Good for the league. Like, I, I don't understand. Not, it. not to mention, if you, you're pretty much screwed, even if you win, right? You're just you're you're burning through everything that first game just to get the win. Like, yeah. I mean, listen, they could easily do a three game series, have it Monday, Wednesday, Friday for both of those games. You don't interfere with football. So you're still going to have ratings. I, I, I completely agree with you. And now the Dodgers are going to, you know, go and play and win this game. Then they're going to have to face the Giants in the first round when it should be Dodgers like even if they did the one game wild card, why aren't we ranking teams just based like the NFL where it's just best record, you know, to where the Dodgers are the two seed? Well, that's not how it is in the NFL, unfortunately. That's why you see like seven and nine, you know, yeah, that, well, that's, that's why you see seven and nine AFC South winners hosting a home playoff yeah, game. That's why it Washington, should be, 
That's why Washington hosted the Bucks last year in the playoffs. Yeah. It should be a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday series with the, the top wild card hosting all the games. That's what it should be. The one surprise I had, maybe it's just because he hasn't pitched enough. I was surprised the Sox aren't going to roll out Chris Sale. Uh, they're rolling out Evaldi, who has been good this year. Evaldi's been good. I think Sale pitched on Friday or Saturday, which so he'd be on short rest. Yeah, Cole Evaldi. That's, a, that's also, a close line. That's I'm a minus 120. The Yankees are only minus 120 with Cole yeah. on the mound, but road. Uh It'll be it'll be entertaining nonetheless. Metzger actually bought tickets for it. Um, I don't know if he's actually gonna go, but he did to get tickets. That's awesome. We'll see. You should go, Dave. Playoff ball in Fenway would be sick. He's trying to he's trying to sell them, but yeah, I mean we'll see if he doesn't end up selling them. Maybe maybe we'll go. You should go. Live life, experience things like that. <laughs> All right, any, uh, <laughs> any other final calls as we wrap up this week? R- rapid fire, who's your pick to win the World Series? We said this last week. White, White Sox, John. Chicago White Sox. Yep. I just want to make sure you guys are still on the Sox. White Sox. Yeah. Chad. What? You, you're a bit low T tonight. Listen. Yeah, my Mondays are more cheerful if I don't have to watch the Dolphins play. You know, the it's only moment like, that just, was the, only, the the Dolphins rant was the only moment that you weren't low T. Yeah, he let he let all of that T out for that that rant right there. Well, I just it's just disgusting, and uh, yeah, it doesn't help that I'm watching Herbert right now. I need to go to bed, I think. Um, John, you have a nice trip ahead of you this week. Yeah, I got to pack. It's 10.27 p.m. here. I haven't packed yet. You're gone for three days. Going to the mountains. I, I couldn't be less equipped for this type of a trip. I have no idea what to bring this shit. Where are you going, John? It's a, a work retreat to, like, a, a mountain range in Georgia. Oh, that's And uh, I don't – I'm very excited. I just don't know what the fuck to bring, really. So Bring your, bring your boots and flashlight. See, I don't really think I have boots here. <laughs> Did the Cox play this weekend? I'm going to be hiking around in fucking Under Armour shoes. What? Did the Cox play this weekend? Yeah, they play Tennessee. They're going to cover. Oh, John, I saw the the Cox guy uh, just dropping the ball right before the end zone. That Nothing yeah. pisses me off more than when I see that. Even if it's not my team, like that makes me so angry. I don't know how people are still doing that. I really don't. It's, it's, it's actually the, the dumbest thing in sports. I can't believe guys still do that. Horrendous. We would have won. One, we covered. We won by like ten. We would have won by. More. Um, real quick because I I didn't get to uh, mention this earlier. Still the only team to score a touchdown in Georgia's defense, South Carolina. So that's kind of wild, honestly. We we probably have played the best game against them, honestly. Um, our two losses are Kentucky and Georgia. They don't look bad. We <laughs> might have a five six win year. At, we might even sneak seven. No bad losses. <laughs> no bad losses at all. <laughs> People are starting to speak. They're, they're starting to say playoffs. We're three the, and two. The Gamecocks are going to lead the country in moral victories. That's all that matters. We're, we're three and two. I mean, we might upset Tennessee. We could beat. We could definitely beat Missouri and Vanderbilt. And I look at Clemson at the end of the year and I say, why not us? <laughs> <laughs> I really. I'm I taking really, the Cox in that game. Hey, you 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 gave a very passionate rant about Cox over win total this year. We're one away. You're, you're cruising right now. Yeah. Like seven, we got seven games left. If, if it doesn't hit, 
I'm going to lay in the road, honestly. <laughs> we got to beat Vandy. Cox are going to lose to Vandy, and John's going to opt out of the podcast for a week. What if we What if we lose every game, and then it comes down to we, we like lose to Vandy, lose to Missouri, and then we end up beating Clemson, and it hits. Successful season if that happens. It'd be crazy. <laughs> really stressful. Really a lot of anger out of me I'm if that happens. Go, Thank Cox. You. I appreciate it. All right. With that, we will wrap up this week. Um, good luck to our analysts this Saturday, 4 o'clock. Tune in. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.